welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, digging deep into Romans. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity that you have given unto us to be here again tonight. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for opening the door of today for us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, O Lord, for leading us to your presence again. Accept our thanks. Father, we release ourselves to you tonight. We ask, Lord, that you would teach us and minister your word to us yourself. In the name of Jesus, we receive the word. We receive abundance from this word tonight. And we have an, we have understanding. Our eyes are open. Our ears are alert. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And at the end, we'll glorify your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for leading us in prayer. Now we are ready. Uh, we've been in the book of Romans for uh, a number of weeks now. About mm. three weeks. Uh, it's a book that is put forth among the 13 epistles written by uh, Paul uh, to Christians. Uh, it's a book that one is the first is placed first in your Bible too. In my Bible, it's placed first, and uh, there is a reason why this book is the first uh, of the great books, epistles written to the church by Paul. It's a book that we all need to, uh, 16 chapters, that we all need to digest and uh, look at very well. So what have we discovered in the past three weeks? Uh, the authorship of the book has been established. Uh, we know around the time it was written, AD 57 to 58, uh, written from Corinth, uh, delivered or carried by Phoebe. Uh, and uh, we've been looking at uh, the purpose. The major purpose is to tell the Roman believers about the good news. Uh, to provide now, we need to understand the uniqueness of the believers in Rome as at that time. They have never met Paul, so they have limited information, limited knowledge of the grace of God in Christ. But the lim- even the little information they have, they latch onto it. They were doing great with it. And Paul, desiring to come to them and to impact them more, to educate them more, to share and be encouraged with them, wrote this amazing letter to them, uh, urging them to read it. Uh, they, so the main purpose was the good news of what God has done through and in Christ Jesus for us. So it centers on the word of God who is Jesus Christ. And for us too, that's why it's a very important book. Christianity is about Jesus and what he has done. In fact, from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about Jesus. Right from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God began to talk about the seed of the woman. And in Revelation chapter 20, 21, 22, we still were seeing the risen Lord that was leading the host of heaven. So the, the Bible is all about Jesus and the people that he died for, you and me. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. We have covered up to, we are looking in the first 15 verses of Romans chapter 1. 
We've touched on some amazing things which will come up in our discussion today. I don't want to bore you with many of them, but as the Holy Spirit leads us and as we have prepared tonight, we follow. Uh, but Pastor is going to give us the agenda for today and she will help us uh, to read the verses for today. Amen. Amen. So tonight we would be going, moving forward, as the pastor has said. Uh, we have really covered a little bit of this, um, this passage. We've gone up to about verse, maybe verse 11, yeah. 10. Uh, but today I will be reading up to verse 15, from, one, from verse 1 to 15, then we will talk about it. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Mm. Paul, a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one, Jesus. He called me to be his apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal God's wonderful gospel. I write to all his beloved chosen ones in Rome, for you are also called as holy ones. May his joyous grace and total well-being flowing from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you. My commission is to preach the good news. Yes, it is not entirely new. But the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. For the gospel is all about God's son. As a man, he demanded, he descended from, God, from David's royal lineage. But as, the, but as the mighty son of God, he was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart with a display of triumphant power supplied by the spirit of holiness. And now Jesus is our Lord and our Messiah. Through him, grace cascaded into us, overpowering us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into the obedience that comes from faith to bring honor to his name. And you are among the chosen ones who are called to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. I give thanks to God for all of you because the testimony of your faith is spreading throughout the world. And God knows that I pray for you continually and at all times. For I serve and worship him with my spirit in the gospel of his son. My desire and constant prayer is that I will succeed in coming to you according to the plan and timing of God. I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you. For I long to impart to you some spiritual gifts that would empower you to stand strong in your faith. Now, this means that when we come together and are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. So, my dear brothers and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference, because many times I've intended to come, but I've not been released to do so up to now. For I long to enjoy a harvest of spiritual fruits among you, like I have experienced among the nations. Love obligates me to preach to everyone, to those who are among the elites and those who are among the outcasts, to those who are wise and educated as well as those 
who are foolish and unlearned. This is why I am so excited about coming to preach the wonderful message of Jesus to you in Rome. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Um, Pastor, let's uh, take an adventure. While we were reading, you know, we just followed the Holy Spirit. And uh, we said, somebody said to us years ago, prepare as if there is no Holy Spirit. But when it is time, the, the, the camera is on, do as if you have not prepared. Follow him. Because he knows the audience. So tonight, I have uh, verses that we are going to touch up, touch on uh, in these 15 verses. Uh, as a reminder uh, and as something that is we are touching on for the first time again. Uh, now, what Paul said in verse 2, let's look at that again. He said, my commission, my commission is to preach the good news. My commission. And one thing we just want to re-emphasize again is that every born-again child of God, you have a commission. You have a path to the advancement of the gospel. So the question that the Holy Spirit wants us to ask you tonight is, uh, have you discovered your commission with regard to the gospel? In other words, have you discovered your purpose, your God-given purpose? Not the one you gave yourself, the one Jesus called you to do, the one he saved you to do. What part of the gospel are you commissioned to uphold? That's a good one. Uh, we are doing what he commissioned us to do, and we believe uh, that each one of us, if we locate what he commissioned us to do and run with it, the whole body, the whole body benefits and the gospel gets preached in areas and to people that have not been touched. Amen. Amen. Uh, verse 3, which we will just want to, this, this is kind of recap. Verse 3 said, for, all, for the gospel is all about God's son. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. But with that comes this mystery that Paul mentioned when we were reading with the book of Colossians. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, the gospel is all about Jesus, but the Bible made it clear to us that we are the body of Christ. So the gospel is all about you too, because you cannot talk about Christ without his body or apart from his body. So I don't want you to just think, oh, it's, it's just about Jesus. No, whatever is about Jesus is also about you. Is about me. So what we are studying is about you. And it will be good if you know what God has said and what God has done about you. Because as goes Christ, the Bible said, as he is, so are we. So we are the body. Every one of us that have given our life to Christ, we are the body of Christ. And you cannot talk about my head without talking about my liver, my kidney, my, because they work together. You can't separate my head and say, that's Pastor, uh, Pastor Yemi's head. No, you say, that's Pastor Yemi, which is which comprises of the head, the hand, the legs. The same thing for Christ. Every time is the, we say it's about Christ, he's saying it's about us. Amen. We must keep that in proper perspective. Then verse 5. Ah, we have mentioned all this, but we are going through it again. He said, grace, through Christ, grace 
cascaded. And you, you had a fine way to describe that when we were talking about it. Can you please remind us what cascaded? What does that mean? What's Paul saying here? It means that it's, it's kind of like a waterfall, mm. like a flood of water. So grace was poured upon us like a waterfall, yeah. like, like an outpouring. Mm. You know, that's what it was that through Jesus Christ, we, you know, it's, it's kind of like we have a waterfall of Amen. Grace. So they, 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 it, it, it didn't just give us a little, it didn't open the, the, the floodgate. Uh, or just open the tap a little bit. Mm, no, it's not, a wide floodgate. The question is now, how much can you handle? How much of grace are you, re, are you receiving? Now, the Bible made that clear in John 1, 17. It said the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. That's what he's saying here. John said it, Paul, Paul is saying it, that grace cascaded. Uh, I think Romans chapter 5 said the love of God which is the manifestation of his grace, was poured out into us uh, by the Holy Ghost, which was given to us. And I think looking at this, we want, and I don't remember if we've spoken about it before, because a lot of times we look at the assignment, because this grace is actually for the assignment that it's God an has empowerment, given to us. Yeah. Empowerment mm-hmm. for, the, for, for the apostleship, for yeah. sharing the gospel, yeah. taking the gospel. And it doesn't only mean that, you know, we, we, we preach with, or carry Bible in the, on the bus or go downtown. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's nothing wrong with it. Oh, yeah. what uh, not only going downtown and sharing the gospel, yeah. which is an You're awesome calling. thing to yeah. do, but our day-to-day activities, yeah. meeting people, talking to people, yeah. um, you know, people bringing questions, issues of life to yeah. us, challenges. There are challenges to us. The Bible says here that through him, we have received an overflowing or a floodgate, like you said, of grace to do to empower us. So it's not as if that when somebody or when we we want to share the gospel of Christ or when we want to say something about Jesus, want to do something in the name of Jesus, it's not as if we cannot do it. Because sometimes we look at our own limitations and then we decide, you know what? I don't think I'm called to do this. What this apostle is talking about here is that the grace is available. So I think what we need to do is to receive the grace that is being made available for us. So no matter the hierarchy of the challenge, no matter the level of the challenge that we think we will face in, in, in you know, cons- considering or that has to do with the gospel of Christ, there is grace available for that. Mm. So wherever stage we are in life, whether it's, you know, just shaking our head stage as a baby, you know, or just tracking with our eyes as a baby, or crawling, or walking, or running, or flying, you know, there is grace for each level that we find ourselves. And the more of the grace of God that we receive, or we accept to use for what God has called us to do, the more we'll be able to do, and the more we'll be able to find out that there is more grace mm. for us for each level. Amen. Amen. You are meant to reign in life. You are saved to reign in your calling. You might be called to be into the medical field. You might be called into the business field. But you are there as representative of Christ. And in that area, you are to reveal Christ in that calling to the people. 
And that's why I believe, in addition to what we have said, that's why Romans chapter 5, verse 17, said those who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they reign in life, in their calling, by the grace. The grace made us to, Paul said, I am what I am, by the grace of God. He said, not I, but the grace of God that is with me. I labored. So, like you said, grace is an empowerment for us to fulfill our commission, our part in the gospel. I may be called into business so that I can finance the gospel. So, when I reign and dominate in my primary area, I make resources available to finance the good news, reaching millions of people. And that is one thing that we need to look at yeah. because many people are actually called to finance the gospel yeah. through the business that yeah. they are doing. But they're looking at it separately. Yeah. They're looking at business as something that is secular no. or worldly no. for them. Whereas, I, I was discussing with one of our deacons today, I said many people don't understand that even the ministry has two aspects. Yeah. The, has, the aspect of the spiritual, preaching and all that, yeah. and then the business aspect. Yeah. Because the church is an entity, it's like a business yeah. that has to be run. Yeah. So if we, if you are a businessman or you own your own business and you don't know that that business is established so that you can finance the And church. that there's grace for you to succeed there, to reign, to dominate. So, but it's all connected with the gospel advancement. Mm -hmm. You can separate, you see, uh, just like the natural human body. No organ in your body can say, I am by myself. Even though they have different functions, but all they, all they do function with the head coordinated and your whole body function right. But each individual organ has yes, the lungs. They, 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 you don't use your lungs to walk. They take in oxygen. They send out carbon. But without that, every, it will impact the other. So you might be called into the business field no, you don't separate that. You succeed there knowing that your part is to be a financier. Even God himself already said in Zechariah that my kingdom through prosperity will expand. So you, may, you might not have been called to come and hold microphone in the church. You might have been called to say, okay, what does the church need? And this is what they need. 5,000, 10,000, 20 is available. You tap into the grace of God in your calling to fulfill your part of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Now you, you are not just a, you are, the grace to succeed as a medical doctor. It's not just on you. For yourself, it's Jesus related because we are all part of him. And every part of Jesus, we are all working together. So receive more grace as you, the Holy Spirit moves you ahead in whatever your, 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 your calling is. But know that it is still the grace of God. And also, in as much as grace is available, like you, I think you just brushed through it in the beginning that we should know what our purpose yes. is. Because it's not the whole body that is the liver, yeah. not the whole body that is at the yeah. kidneys or the nose or mm. the eyes. You must know where you fit. Yeah. And, you know, and we must teach our children also to know where they fit, to, to figure out where with God, ask God, where, what is their purpose, and how they can, you know, because if you are out of purpose, you'll be out of grace. Yeah, yep. Grace is to help you in the place yeah. of your assignment. So by this grace which we stand. Grace, it makes you to stand in your, in your in calling, the place, your assignment. In the place of your assignment. So you make sure 
that if you are not called to be a businessman, don't say because pastors are talking about, you know, receiving grace in business, then I'm going to business. If God has called you to be a teacher in his kingdom, yeah. the grace for you to be a teacher is there. But if you go and be doing business, instead of teaching, you may be doing it, but there will not be grace. So you get into a point that you get frustrated, you get burned out, there's no excitement about it, you just do it. But once you are in the place of your calling, even if there are challenges, the grace of God is available will see you for through. you. The grace will see, as it saw Paul through, it will see you through. The yes. grace of God saw Peter through. It will see you through. But you have to, your responsibility is to discover your commission, your part of this gospel of Christ. It's all about Christ, but it's also about us because we are members of his body. And each of us, we have a part to play. I may not be good in IT. Now, we are reaching you now because some people step into the grace of God upon their life. In the area of IT, they put together a lot of things that I don't fully grabs how they work. <laughs> but I can talk to you now. We, we, can, we are on the podcast because of some people using the grace of God, tapping into their calling to get, it's everything works together to get the gospel to as many people as we can. Some, we do our part, get the study, do this, pray like Paul was doing. But without the backing, I was telling somebody on Sunday, uh, he does my laundry for me. He does his business. God called him and he said, I will be doing your laundry for a long time now. I just pick clothes and wear. And I was praying for him on Sunday. I said, you know, every time I step up here to minister, or the other, or the other week, I said, every time I step up here to minister, I'm doing it because you are, you are standing with me. I said, so who gets the reward? Me that's preaching or the one that ironed the clothes or the one that bought the clothes, the one that bought the shoe or the one that foiled my car. It's all a teamwork. And we all get the same reward. Same reward. The same reward. And I want people to hear tonight. You may never hold the microphone. But if you do your part, you get the same reward like the man that holds the mic or the woman that holds the microphone. It's not about how much who is standing in front. It's about are you playing your part? And many people, they are cheated of playing their parts. Yeah. You know, I know we are going off course, but... This is what we do. <laughs> uh, many people are cheated out of playing their parts because of offense mm. or because of, oh, I don't want to offend somebody. They don't, somebody. Some people don't want someone to offend them or to offend somebody. And again, it's the body. The eyes cannot say, I'm not going to open again to see because I don't want my eyebrows to offend me or because I don't want the, my nose to offend me. At times you smell some things that affect every part of your body. Affects, so. and everybody moves on after a while. The eyes water, but after watering a little while, they, they, they you know, everybody... They settle their differences they and they move their, on. And I was just thinking about it because many people will be like, you know what, I'm not going to come to service. I'm not going to go to church. I'm just going to do this because I, I, somebody offends me. And I was thinking about it. I was like, if you belong to a family in a house, like for instance, for me now, we have come from a very large family. Don't we offend each other? Do I refuse to go home? If my, my sister and I, if we fought and left for school, when we were, even if we beat each other and left for school, we will still go home, go to the same house again and do what we need to do. Everybody, if I needed to sweep the floor, 
I will still, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not going to sweep the floor uh -huh. because my sister offended uh -huh. me or she would not wash the dishes uh -huh. because I did something to her. But if we are looking at the bigger picture, looking outside of ourselves uh -huh. and looking at the fact that there is so much to do in this large body that we have and the grace is made available for us, we can overlook a lot of differences. Now, one thing I, I want to say on that, I believe somebody needs to hear this. That's why the Holy Spirit is pointing us in this direction. Um, now, Christ did not come to call individuals. He came to constitute a body. Like you said, a family. And families have differences. Yes. We have different temperaments, different personalities, different perspectives. Perspective, we, we have different yeah. upbringing. And then God put us, because he said he has set each one in the body as it pleases him. <laughs> it's not as it pleases me. me yeah. So the people he called into the same local church with me, they are probably not my choice of people. Mm -hmm. I probably, if I'm given the chance to pick people, I will not pick them. Mm -hmm. But the, the owner of the church, the one that died for us, assembled us together. Yes, sir. And so there is every tendency for us to have disagreement. It's in the Bible. Paul disagreed with John Mark for some time, but they came together. He said, send Mark to me. Yes. He yes. disagreed with Peter. Mm -hmm. But did they, did they, did that, did, 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 does that? No, they worked together till they breathed their last. We can have disagreement, but we, like you said, we belong to the same body. And if we understand that it's the same body, it's the same body with the same Lord, and our rewards are going to be together. Well, everybody, now some people came here today, even those who are not members of this church were here today to clean the church. And the other week I told them that their rewards are sure. Because they made it easier. We don't have to come and clean it. They have cleaned it. No, we can do that. We can use the washroom. We can sit on a sanitized environment. And they never get, their faces may never be on the camera. On the camera. But they get the same reward. It's the same grace. So even if somebody, a brother, a sister, step on your toe, it is all, see, receive it as part of your part in the kingdom. Discuss it with the person. Or with the leaders and keep stand in your place. Stand what I don't, what shows lack of understanding is to say, oh, it's because of so so and so I'm not coming to church. In other words, if your, can your liver just say, I'm not gonna function with the whole body? Or you uproot yourself and go and plant yourself in another church where you are not called to. No grace there. No grace you. there. Hmm. So, in other words, you are removing yourself from Christ. That's just the bottom line. He said, be here. You are saying, I don't want to be here. I'm going here. And there's nothing you can do. That's where I'm going to be. It doesn't make sense. No military officer does that. They post you to Iraq. You go to Iraq. Mm -hmm. They post you to Sudan. You go to Sudan. You may not like the weather, but that's where the commander in chief has placed you. Mm -hmm. And you stay there doing your duty until they repost you. Yes. You don't. We are soldiers for Christ. Mm -hmm. It's just lack of understanding where we just think, I can just... Do my thing. I don't want you to run your race. And at the end, you miss out on the reward. Like pastor said, if you are out of your place, you are out of grace. Yes. And that's the truth. 
The people Jesus called, he didn't just, it's not because he liked their face, he prayed all night. Mm-hmm. And he called Judas. Yes. And he knew what Judas was, well, but he, he still was part of the team. He was the treasurer until the very last uh, day. So you don't just pick and choose what you do. We believe somebody needed to hear this tonight. And please make adjustments immediately. Get back into where you are called. And if you are in the business area, you are in the uh, uh, professional area, you are in child care, child education, or whatever God has engraced you to do, medical line field, hey, see yourself as part of a body of Christ and play your part so that the whole body can benefit. Uh, I believe the personal physician to Paul was Luke. And he followed him everywhere. He closed his clinic and followed him and wrote two gospel accounts for us. That God is willing and ready to use every one of us. May we never be left out in Jesus' name. And there is, sorry, one more thing. There is joy in being in the place of grace, Mm -hmm. where grace is available. Mm -hmm. Because things will just be working for you without you even doing any much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's all set up for you. It's like set up. Mm -hmm. You just go there, open it, take it, and do it. And it would look as if, Wow, look, you did it so easily. How can you do such things so easily? Why is it so easy for you to do? Grace. Because you are in the place of of your your grace. You know, so grace makes things easy for us, but we must be where grace is made available because it's not everywhere. Yes, and you don't pick, I did it, we didn't pick Canada. Oh. We didn't pick to come here. I remember some of my siblings were asking me, why didn't you guys this? Why Canada? Why did you guys not just say you want to go to Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida? And uh, enjoy good weather all year round. Like you guys must be crazy. No, we don't pick. The Lord Jesus picks where we need to be. He set each in the body as he pleases him. Pleases him, not you. And we have to yield to what he said. That's where I want you. And joyfully stay there and do whatever he wants you to do. And that's where you find fulfillment. And that's where you find the, the grace to finish your race. And go home and get that crown of glory, which Paul said is available for every one of us. We, may, we will not miss out Amen. at the end in the name of Jesus. Amen. So verse 6, he said, among, and you are among the chosen one called. Called, we are the called ones. In fact, the church is called the the the, the, uh, the called out. We are the called ones. Called to be what? Called to be to belong to Jesus, to be His body, to be saints. The New King James said, "Called to be saints." So it's an invitation, and I believe this is the major reason why Jesus spoke earlier in the gospel. He said, um, "Many are called." Why? why? It's until today. It's today that I got the Holy Spirit gave me the understanding of why few were chosen. Many were called. In fact, everyone, every everyone has been called, but few respond to the call. It's not God that disqualified people. It's not it, everybody. Like everybody came and God just said, say, "I'm no, choosing no, no, just this few." No, it's, it's, it's the invitation is out. Call to be sent. Is that to all in Rome? But you want to tell me everybody in Rome received Christ? No. Some refuse. That's why it's few that respond to the call. So, uh, and that's where 
those of us that have responded to the call need to double up our effort to get the invitation, the good news of Christ to others that have not had it and give them opportunity. Even if they rejected it once, let's give it to them again with better understanding, showing them the love of God and the availability of grace to make them succeed. So it's an invitation. I'm glad I responded uh, and I'm glad my household has responded. And it's, it's, it's an, people have invited us to party because I was comparing it. There are some parties, you know, we just came from this, the celebration of our mother in the law. It was an invitation. We responded. We responded. In their own way, they felt we should be there. We were there. We were blessed. The same way Christ has sent open invitation to everyone to come and enjoy his goodness. And everyone that responds, we can guarantee you, you will be blessed. Grace will work for you endlessly. So, uh, now what about verse 10? Verse 10. Verse 10 says, uh, my desire and constant prayer is that I will succeed in coming to you according to the plan and timing. The key word that the Holy Spirit pointed out again is the plan. Yeah, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you hope and expected future, but there is a timing. Ecclesiastes said to everything, there is a time. Both of them must come together. You may know the plan of God. You might have discovered it, but worry about the timing. We need to be like the sons of Issachar, that they have understanding of the times and season. These things are not eating away from us. Uh, uh, the timing, the, the plan will never come into manifestation unless you key into the timing. And uh, we have examples in the Bible of people who missed the timing, yep. but for the grace of God, God helped them. One of them was our great-grandfather Abraham. Mm. You know, when God told him that they were, he was going to give him a child, mm -hmm. and um, because they couldn't wait, mm. he was um, old, mm. he was getting old, and his wife was uh, getting anxious, so she offered him. And he gave back to Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. And Ishmael brought trouble. The, <laughs> there, there was the plan of God for him was for Isaac. Yeah. Because he said from him, the, his seed Isaac would come. Um, but he knew the plan of God mm -hmm. that he would have a son. His wife heard that too yeah. that there will be a son from him, but. The timing was what they could not yeah, wait yeah. for. And they missed for it. For them, it was taking too long. And Ishmael came. Mm -hmm. And the Bible even said so. I believe it's in this book, book of Galatians mm -hmm. that Ishmael was of the flesh. Yeah. And Isaac was, was of, of the this, spirit. Was the promise of God. Was of the promise. When you, you miss the timing, yeah. even though the plan of God is there, you know the plan of God. But when you miss the timing... Either you are too slow or too fast because mm. it has to be exact time. Yes. Another one was Zechariah. Yeah. He almost messed Missed, up the yeah. plan of salvation. Yeah. Not even missed for himself. Mm. Almost messed up the plan of salvation mm. by, by saying that he wasn't ready for, for yeah. John the Baptist yeah. because God already had the plan and he already knew the timing. John had to come before Jesus mm. and there must be not be too long of a gap between them. Because if John came too long, 
Before Jesus came, people would have, forgotten. have gotten down. They would have forgotten what he was talking about. Yep. So he had to click, but he almost missed it. Thank yep. God for uh, angelic uh, padlock <laughs> that they had to put yep. uh, in his mouth. Mm. But, you know, coming to that and all the, uh, you know, Abraham and all the other stuff, we have to make sure that we are not going ahead of God. And we, and we are, are not, not going too slow. And we are not too slow. Yeah. And that is where we need to totally, what do we do? How do we do that? We need to be vigilant. We need to watch and look at seasons. There are signs that God will give unto yeah. us yeah. that it is time. Yep. The season is here. Yep. My plan is about yep. to, to evolve. You must key in. That's what Jesus was called talking about, the Kairos mm. moment. Mm. The time, the Kairos. Yeah. He was talking about it that the people, the children of nowadays, they don't understand they don't know when the the beating and all that. Oh. I'm just trying to paraphrase here. You know, we must be able to catch the moment, yeah. the time that God has put for yeah. us. Timing is important. Now, you said in the beginning, God created. So, God created human beings in time. And it's, it, it made the sun and the moon for seasons to guide. Now, Moses missed the timing of his calling. He knew the plan of God by revelation. That it was to be to lead Israel, Egypt, Israel out of Egypt, but he missed the timing. He moved to, so, to, and so, it cost him and the whole nation forty years of suffering. 40, 40. Not just forty years of passivity, forty years of struggle, of struggle. Because when you miss the time, ah, it's it's not easy. It's it, a lot of negative things setting. And you have to wait again for, for, for that to, to come back yeah. again. It's like you're supposed to plant something in the spring, yeah. and then you miss the spring. You can't go and plant that thing in the yeah. summer. You have to wait for the yeah. next, next spring. Yeah, it's, it, even in the natural. You miss that. If you've missed uh, September last year, you just can't turn January to September. <laughs> you have to wait. No, I learned that in university. When but, I missed the time to graduate, I had to wait a whole session. A whole year. A whole yes. year. And my mates are gone. By the time I was graduating, they finished their service. Mm-hmm. And they were getting the jobs. So you are always one yeah. year you will be, yeah. So please, uh, two things you need to do. Discover the plan of God for your life. Ask him about it. And then seek. Be vigilant. Watch events for the timing. The timing. Now, a woman that desire. No, there is a plan of God for her to have children. She conceived. But if in five months she goes to the labor room, the timing is wrong. If she has a baby, say, just give me a pedura. In five months, that baby would, there will be struggle for that baby to survive. Why? Because it makes all things beautiful in its time. Ecclesiastes 3.11. It makes them beautiful. It will not be beautiful if it's not perfect timing. That's what Paul is saying. Now, somewhere along the line, in verse 11, he said, I long to come to you. I wanted to come. And he said, I was not, I was hindered. Yes. I was not, I really, I was not, uh, this one said, I was, uh, I, uh, I was not, but not released. He mm. was following the perfect timing. Because now he wrote to them from, from Corinth. What stopped him from just taking the next bus from Corinth to Rome mm-hmm. or the next ship? He could have done that, but the Holy Spirit was giving him some other assignment. Mm-hmm. No, you go to this village. Go to, oh, but I want to go to Rome. Because Rome is the climax of his ministry. Mm-hmm. 
That's what Jesus told him. You will take my name to Rome. So if he had gone at the time it that he be. wanted to go, he he wouldn't have even been able to do all the other all things. The other. That he, because it, he was supposed to go and die yeah. at Rome. Yeah. So if he had gone ahead, he would have died, died. sooner. Yeah. And then we would not have been able to do all the things that all the other places he visited. For. But I love the way he said it that according to, he's such a smart, yeah. wise man. Uh-huh. He said according to the plan and, and timing. The timing. Of God. Not just according to the plan yeah. of God, but as well as, as the, the timing. timing. So plan is important and the timing, timing is important. Most of the time for many of us is the timing. We either we are too fast. Now, I was talking to somebody. I said, this thing that God, you say God has revealed to you. Have you asked him about the time? Because God will talk to you about events in what he wants to do in five years as if it is now. If you don't find out, you just go and jump out. And the people you are supposed to meet to come out, they are not ready. Imagine if uh, Jesus was born before John. Who is going to create the awareness of Jesus? Of so Jesus. Who will be his forerunner? Who, who, is going, who was going to baptize him? Mm-hmm. So I said, no, 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 no. You have to. Yeah, it's good. You, uh, you ask God for his plan, for his purpose. For, but ask him for the timing too. Why? What? Where? When? Must, those questions must be answered. The timing must be answered. If not, you are either too fast or too way behind. If you, if you are too way behind, you miss the people you are supposed to meet. They have come, they have gone. Then you are there, you struggle. And so we must also be praying. Yes. You know, that God will help us to understand his time. Yeah. And to open our eyes yeah. to when the time is. Yeah. Many of us know his plan. Yeah. We know, of course, Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm-hmm. We all know that he has planned for us. And like you said, most of us, it's just the time that we don't know. I want to rush and get married. Mm. All my mates are getting married. Is but the, the man for you is not ready yet. Is it time? He's still in that pub, drinking the, uh, the, the, doing the... Or oh, he's, he's in Sweden trying oh, to cross yeah. over to Canada. Or maybe he's still in school. Mm-hmm. It's not, or he's just coming into the gospel. But you don't know that. So you're saying, oh, oh, it's, oh, I'm almost 30. Yes. Oh, yo, you just grab the next one that comes. And, and uh, I always, I hear, I've had uh, Reverend Funke Adejima says, when we feel, well, she said it like when God comes late, God comes big when he comes late. But my own interpretation is when we, because God never comes late, yeah. and she, she says that too. We, when we feel that he's coming late, is when he's going to showcase himself. Look at Isaac. It seemed as if God was late, but Isaac, when Isaac came, Isaac came as a perfect one, you know, the, the spiritual one. And look at the, the other example of Jesus and, uh, and John. See how the alignment was perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John came at mm-hmm. the appropriate time. He did what he needed to do, pointed to Christ. Christ came, did what he needed to do. John died. Christ moved on, distributed everything to to his apostles, disciples, and things happened at the appropriate time. And it was beautiful. That's the reason uh, the Ecclesiastes guy said to that. He makes all things beautiful Beautiful. in in its time. time, The timing is in that thing. in that thing. The timing is not for you to decide. Every activity, every there is a time for them to be glorious and perfect. Yes. That God has put there. God is a God of process. God is a God of process. And when we wait for the perfect timing, things work. Things are beautiful. 
So if you are out there today and you feel that things are not moving as fast as you think they should, ask God, is it time? Maybe it's not time. Be alert. Make sure that you are in the word of God. Make sure you are in the presence of God. Make sure that you talk to God about it. You are having conversations with God about it. And the Holy Spirit would quicken you when the time is right. Mm. And, and don't have anxious conversation. Lord, it's, it's getting late. Because at times <laughs> we are telling God things is too slow. It, Lord, I don't know. It's in the place of service when you are serving God. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you are serving God, you begin to find out that, wow, okay, I think it's getting near, yeah. it's getting close. Yeah. It's in that place of service Amen. that things begin to unfold Amen. for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, verse, verse, verse 11. Verse 11 said, I yearn to come and be face to face with you and to get to know you. Why? For I long to impart to you some spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit pointed out spiritual gift. So, two things here. Uh, he said that you will be, that you will, uh, that will empower you to stand strong in faith. So, spiritual gift in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse one, Paul said, "I desire that all, all all of you should pursue desire spiritual gifts." Paul said his purpose of longing to come to them was to impart some spiritual gift to them. Ah, uh, spiritual gifts serve two two purposes. They uh, they can be imparted from and uh, when people lay hand. That's one of the things that gets, when, you know, every time hand of uh, somebody that's spiritually higher than you is laid on you, there is an impartation. And it, a lot of us don't benefit from it because we don't know. And what you don't know, you can use. I, every time daddy puts hand on me, I know I get something. I expect something. And we, are, we have come that far. Uh, so spiritual gift can be imparted. And then what is their purpose? Their purpose is to empower, to strengthen your faith. And Paul said, that's what is longing. And then in the next verse, he talked about mutual encouragement. Mm. Iron sharpens iron. Mm. And you know, because at times we don't know and we overlook this. He said, I also in the translation, I think the message translation, he said, I also have something I'm expecting from you. I want to come and impart you with a spiritual gift that I have as your as your, as your leader, but I also need something from you. I want to be encouraged. Most of the time, we think our pastors, our leaders, they don't need anything from us. Even if it's just to say, thank you for what you are doing. And that encouragement goes a long way to strengthen them, to make them feel, okay, we, we, we are doing something here, and this, somebody is getting blessed. He said, I want to be blessed. He said, uh, verse 12, that this means when we come together side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted. That's the difference between children and adults. You know, you always talk about the children of Israel. They never prayed for mm-hmm. Moses yeah. and all that. Yeah. And one day I was just thinking about it. I said, you know what? Because I don't think they were taught. on. I don't think Moses ever mm. taught them to pray for him, to appreciate him, mm. like you said. Or to all his life, all he wanted to do, his he he was so charismatic about doing things for them, taking them to the promised land, taking them to standing in front of God uh, in the presence of God on their behalf, begging God for them, not like teaching them or training them. 
on how to appreciate even mm. the good things that God has done for mm. them or, or even the leaders that God has placed in front of them. And I think, you know, some ministers might be listening to this. It's important to teach, teach the our congregation. congregation. Jesus taught its people. And it's amazing. I looked at this. I said, okay, the, 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 the master himself, he needed Peter's boat. He needed, that was what, what did he need that day? He needed a boat to, to bridge. Peter ministered his boat to, to him. him. Yes, first. First. Now, look at where, look at Martha and Mary. Mm-hmm. He needed food. Yes. yes. The Bible said he didn't, they just they didn't eat the food. Mm-mm. No. Look at the woman that broke the box, the box of, Jesus said, that's needed. Yes, yes. Your ministers need the congregation. Just as much as the congregation needs them. You know, and it still happens nowadays. I, I, I have realized that many ministers, they will say, you know what? I don't need you. If all of you, all of you leave, no. God will bring somebody else. They, they will uh, still be people. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> ministers shouldn't be doing yeah. that. You know, you don't. I have said it too. <laughs> you don't tell them to. You need them. Yeah. You need the people. Yeah, yeah. And you also say that you can't preach to chairs anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we 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 minister to one another. The presence of the congregation, even if they don't give you the money, even their presence, because of family thing, you have your brothers and sisters with you as the the head of the house. You are happy. Like the blue blood that we used oh, to yeah. watch. I don't think they yeah, do it they, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the dad, the grandfather was always happy when those children come Sunday, to the home on Sunday they, night yeah. for their Sunday dinner. That is how it should be. You know, not telling them that, you know what, if you take your money, if you don't give your offering, uh, angels will come and give offerings. That is how we harass people. And then <laughs> they don't want to do anything. But we need to teach them that, you know what, as much as you need me, as I am a gift to you, you, I also need you. Now, how much could Paul, that great man Paul, how much will he have been able to do without people like Phoebe, without uh, Epaphroditus, Onesimus, Onesimus yes. and all, that left their own family to come and sit with him because it was in two, two years he was in jail in Judea before they transported him to Rome. Then he was in Rome two years in confinement, in house arrest. But these people, some people brought grocery, some were carrying his letter, some just sit with him to encourage him. And that's why he said rejoice evermore. If, imagine if he's just alone, nobody there. Yes. How yes. much will he have been able to do? So there is a mutual encouragement and comfort. Yes. You, you are a part of a church. You are a part of a body. That body benefits from you and you benefit from the body. Mm-hmm. And everybody should step up in their own part of it. Amen. Amen. And the faith chapel members are wonderful members. <laughs> Amen. Ah, I, you know, we always say we couldn't have prayed for any other group of people than yes, you. Yes, because yes, you yes. guys... You encourage and comfort us. And it's so easy to teach them too. Yeah. And, and at times, that's why, at times, at times I tell, my, I tell myself, I'm you not doing too much. Yeah, I said, oh, but the people are doing too much. Yes, yes. And yes. they don't deserve anything less than our best. Yes. So, hey, sleep, go, go somewhere. I need to get this because the people need to be blessed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. 
So that's the way it works. Let's keep it that way. Let's look at one more verse before our time runs out. Verse, verse, uh, uh, 13. verse 13. Verse 13 says, So my dear brothers and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference. Somebody still called, one of our mothers still called me today when, when I was in the church earlier. And she said, oh, pastor, I, other people said you called them. He said, I'm hungry with you, they call me. But this, this, that's the same Paul who say, oh, you guys in Rome don't think I'm indifferent. I don't care about you. It's because many, there are many other things, assignment that I have to attend to. But you are, he said, I pray for you constantly. Yes. So yes. at times we think out of sight is out of mind. Mm. Paul was telling the Romans, no, I've never set eyes on you, but you are always in my prayer. In my he prayers. said, God is my witness. Yes. So maybe you are watching us today. You said, Pastor D has never called you. Pastor Yemi has never called you. We pray for you every week. And God is our witness. Every Monday night. We pray for you. We pray for you. We pray every Friday. We pray Monday. God is our witness. Mm -hmm. So because you are out of, uh, because of COVID and you are online, we might not have seen you in over a year, but you are always in our prayer. And most of the things you are enjoying is because we are praying and still sharing the word of God for you. God is Amen. Uh-huh. So well, that's good. I like it that Paul said that. Uh, look at verses 14 and 15. He said, love obligates me to preach to everyone. And he listed all manner of people. Uh, to those who are among the elites, those who are among the outcasts, those who are wise, those who are educated, those who are not fool, those who are foolish, those who are not educated. He said, this is why I am so excited. Now, in my note, I said, everyone needs the gospel. You don't pick and choose your group. Hmm. You don't pick and choose. And in our, in our service as pastors uh, in Faith Chapel, we have seen all manner of people. The educated, the non-educated, those who are, who are not very wise, those who will attack you for trying to help them. But everyone needs the gospel. You don't say because this person is below me. I know I'm only going to preach to these people. No. Paul said to have all manner of categories of social status, educational status, economic status. He said, I have become everything to everyone that I may win them to Christ. Amen. To children. Jesus did that. He was stop. His disciples said he was too busy. No, he said, no, 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 no. He spent time ministering to the children. In this church, we care about our children. We care about our, our teenagers. We care about their parents. We care about the elderly. So everyone is important. In, and everyone needs the gospel. No one is left out. I, I, was, still, I, was, I was still looking at that verse, um, that's verse 13, mm. where it says that, because, it says, so my dear brothers mm. and sisters, please don't interpret my failure to visit you as indifference. Because mm. many times, I've intended to come, but I've not I'll been be released, released to do so up, up to now. now. Yeah. It's very important to obey yeah. the leading yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because if ordinarily the church in Rome was one of the first places mm-hmm. that, you know, the gospel, his mm-hmm. yeah, influence yeah. said to, 
he would have been one of the first places that he wanted want to, to go. That he needed yeah, to be I need at. to be there. Rome was the center of civilization. Probably the biggest yeah. congregation to that yeah. if he got there. Yeah. Oh, this, this, mini, this ministry <laughs> is going to blow up. I must get to Rome. Yes. I'm going to Rome. That's but, where the place But happened. he said there was not a release. Yeah. So we must, especially, not only, even, not only even as pastors, but as individuals. I remember you always tell the story. I think you still told it a few days ago of a sub of a, three servants of okay. God that somebody was sick yeah. and and you they know wanted to go and you know pray and, and one said I don't have a release to mm-hmm. go and the two went they ignored that I ignored the release. We must no matter how good that thing it could be in business. Yeah, you know oh my goodness that, this business yeah. opportunity open door I've been praying for open door please check. It's not every. Do you good, have a release to do it? It's not every good, be, uh, every good thing yeah. that is God thing. Yeah. Not every open door it's God is door. God door. Yeah. So we must be, be you know, we must be discerning, careful. Yeah. And be discerning. You know, you are you you have a little bit of you know. I don't feel like doing it. Restrain Checking. yourself. Yeah. Check. Go back to God. Check again. God, is this what you are calling me to do? Is this door really your door? And God will help us. Amen. It's very important. And if you pursue something, now, because Paul made it clear, his desire was to go, he, <clears throat> he knew that that was the climax of his ministry. Yes, yes. And if you are like Paul, if you, are, you just want to get to the finish line. You don't want to mess. He knows that if he can get to Rome, he's doing well. He even wanted to give them uh, spiritual gifts. Yeah. He wanted to impact yeah. them. So he had so many reasons yeah. that he could have gone. So if you pursue something and it didn't happen in that time frame, don't be sad about it. Yes, yes. Rejoice. Thank Rejoice. God. God has seen Rejoice. ahead, far ahead of you. He knows what, what is going to happen and he may be keeping you yeah. from a harm. Yes. If And if it is something that you are to be part of, one way or the other, God will one. bring it. He will make it happen. Yes. But if it's something that the end result, because the Bible said there is a way that looks right to a man, but the end is death. Yes. It's yes. disaster. It's calamity. Yes. God will do everything to make sure it doesn't happen. And if you are not sure, that's the reason you have spiritual yeah. leaders yeah. that can help you, join hands with you, yeah. and pray, and, you know, ask God for, for, for leading. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, you want the, to close us off? <laughs> amen. Okay, we, we only have one more minute. I hope you've been blessed tonight. Glory be to God. If you are on the podcast, please, you know, continue to listen. On YouTube, whenever you hear this, please comment, let us know how you have been impacted. Praise God. Share your testimonies of what God has been doing with you. That's your assignment for this mm. week. So go do your assignment. Send a text to us or a message to us and let us know that you are being blessed. And if you have not subscribed yet, please hit the notification, uh, the subscribe button, you know, uh, at YouTube or at uh, podcast, uh, Spotify, and hit the notification button so that you will know when we come out again to minister to you. May God bless you. This week will be a week that you will receive multiple abundant harvest in the name of Jesus. The words that you have heard tonight would energize you, will empower you to go out and do what God has called you to do. And you would have harvest and testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week, God willing. Amen.